If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome to Hollywood and Levine. I am Ken Levine, your podcast host. Thanks so much for being here. And this week, a little live theater for your amusement actually recorded, well, actually it's a reprise of an episode from a number of years ago, but the laughs still hold up and we could use some laughs, could we not? Anyway, what uh, sparked me to do this episode was the fact that James Corden is leaving the late night wars, and so I wrote a one-act play for the Ensemble Studio Theater that was performed at the Atwater Theater a number of years ago about a longtime late-night talk show host who was retiring and meeting the young upstart who was going to take his place. And it starred Nick Hewlett as Teddy Holt, and Clayton Ferris as Josh Barnes. Like I say, this was performed a number of years ago, but it's worth playing again, because how many people actually listen to the archives? And uh, I'm very proud of it. I thought it came out well. So here again is, it's called Signing Off, and again it stars Nick Hewlett as Teddy Holt, Clayton Ferris as Josh Barnes. It all takes place in a Manhattan apartment, and as the scene opens, Teddy Holt is on the phone. Enjoy. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Johnny. And now, Just fawning all over me. 
there are worse reasons to invite someone over. No. Look, I haven't decided yet on my final sign-off. Yeah, driving me crazy. Ah, I got a full week. Something will come. Whoa, he's here. Let the phoning begin. <laughs> hey! I want Stuck to grow to live in this building. Jennifer something? Does that ring a bell? No. She obviously had bucks. Jesus, look at this place. Oh, Josh Barnes. It's a real honor. Seriously though, this is what, five million? Seven point five. Ooh, I want one! <laughs> well, you're not getting my apartment too. I don't want your apartment. I want mine. Well, try surviving on television for 30 years. 30 years, this is it? I also have a house in Chappaqua. That makes more sense. A condo in Hawaii, and a summer home in Beirut. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Kind of like I have a winter home in Canada. <laughs> Huh? Jennifer had a better view, though. Wait a minute, a winter home in Canada? What's the joke? Oh, it's more ironic than funny. I'm all about irony. What irony? I mean, if you like cold weather, you'd have a house in Canada. So I get writers. I might even hire one or two of yours. You're kidding, right? I have the best 15 writers in television. They've all won Emmys, which they bring to work every day. <laughs> Just looking to young it up a bit. Hey, they're all in their 30s. Yeah, like I said, young it up. <laughs> Seriously, replace me, not that. Hey, nobody replaces Teddy Holt. You're the acknowledged king of late night. I'm like Ryan Seacrest on New Year's Eve coming in to take over for the old guy to have a stroke. Oh. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> Can I get you a drink? Uh, yeah, beer would be awesome, thanks. Okay. Uh, here you go. And it's Dick Clark. Who? The old guy who had the stroke. He was a television icon for almost 50 years. And that um, New Year's Eve show, he originated. That's true, and God bless him, but at the end it was pretty sad. I mean, the first year back, yeah, he couldn't really talk, but it was heroic and people were happy for him. And one last big hurrah, I get that, but he just kept coming back year after year. <laughs> and then it was just creepy. It's like the guy couldn't live unless he was on television. You're <laughs> getting out while you can. You're exiting classy. God forbid I should ever appear on television again. Hey, you got a ways to go before your stroke. Oh. <laughs> oh. That was a joke. What? Yes, my fans would know that. Have you ever seen me? Yeah, well, I know that the network's high on you and that you, you're hosting a show somewhere. Yeah, the Zombie World wrap-up show after every new episode on Epics. Wow. <laughs> From Epics which only seven people have even heard of, to a heritage network. That's a big jump. We all have to start somewhere. Where'd you start? You're such a big fan, you don't know? Not a TV historian. You've just always been there, period, as it should be. You're like a dog pissing on a tree to stake out its territory. TV is your tree. I'll say this for you. You have an amazing gift for belittling while you're complimenting. <laughs> what? No, that, that wasn't my intent. Like I said, I have great respect for you. I mean, you don't last 30 years unless you're really talented. Or lucky. <laughs> Apology accepted. Thank you. That was irony. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Have you actually ever done a television talk show? I mean, back when I started in the Cretaceous period, I had a local talk show in Cincinnati. And then... 
after I'd filled in a few times for Phil Donahue, <laughs> I got this show and I was ready. I'm ready. So you've done a talk show. The Zombie World wrap-up show is a talk show. You interview zombies? No. <laughs> Cast members. Oh, so what's it like playing a zombie? That's one of the questions, yeah. What's the fifth question? Look, it doesn't... It takes 30 years to learn how to interview somebody. You know, there's no mystique here. It's, hey, you got a new movie coming out. Tell me about it. Bam! I got this. All right, interview me. What? Come on, I'll be your guest. Tonight, please welcome Teddy Holt. This is before my stroke. I didn't know I was being tested. Oh, at some point, that's time. Someone must have mentioned that there were qualifications to this job. Okay, fine. Fine, I will, I'll play along. <laughs> so, Teddy, it's cool that you're here. Oh, thanks, Josh. It's cool to be here. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what's new with you? Nothing. <laughs> Just nothing? Pretty much. So you working on any new projects? No. <laughs> so you're taking some time off. Well deserved. So, so what do you do to fill your days? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> I get what you're doing. What? I mean, you're going to have guests like that. Or like this. Oh, Josh, I have a great new project. I'm going to paint my porch. You know, you have to do that every five years or so. Especially if you get a lot of rain. To the paint store. And right off the bat, I have to wait because paint stores are busy. So, I <laughs> guy and I tell him I want to paint my porch. And he says, how big is it? So I say, well, it's like here till I go over there. And he says, what color is it now? And I go, well, it's a sort of white and a sort of gray. And why the fuck haven't you stopped me? Do you want me to stop? Hopefully my writers will brief me a little on painting porches so, so I can carry on a conversation. Nobody wants to hear about painting a porch. Oh, you haven't encountered this on the zombie show? <laughs> no, Yoda. <laughs> what would you do, oh great Jedi talk show host? I'd throw in a few one-liners. i control the interview. The guy's going in a boring way. I'd steer him in another way. You're going to have guests who are drunk, who are belligerent, who are trying to humiliate you, who have stage fright, who only want to talk about pussy, who mumble, who have wardrobe malfunctions, who are crazy, who, who say racist remarks, and worst of all, who always try to top you. And if you're not ready for absolutely anything, and I mean anything, then BAM! You ain't got shit. So I will learn as I go, okay? Shoot from the hip. And, and so what if my interviews aren't super slick and polished? I want ragged and unpolished, you know? Let them talk about pussy. Frankly, I think it'll be refreshing. And as far as this paint your porch guy, at some point I'm just going to be like, dude, no one gives a shit. <laughs> you ever tried that? Instead of these zippy one-liners, have you ever just tried being completely honest with your guests? All the time, 
but in a way that doesn't destroy them on national television. I mean, there's a sensitivity factor at work here, which reminds me, what are you going to do if you go on after 9-11 or Sandy Hook and you can't use your monologue or your prepared bits or kibbutz with the band or talk pussy? How are you going to fill that hour? How are you going to find exactly the right heartfelt tone? <laughs> the network thinks I'm ready. The network thought Roseanne was ready. <laughs> <laughs> so I will shoot from the hip, okay? And wait, how, how do you know that I don't have any depth? How do you know that I can't offer some great epic insight or, or connect with people? I went to Yale. <laughs> Where did you go? The College of Worcester. <laughs> Where? It's in Ohio. The College of Worcester? Yes, the College of Worcester. The College of Worcester? The College of Worcester sounds like a safety school when you can't get into the DeVry Institute. Fuck <laughs> you. We have an excellent <laughs> campus radio station, and Ben Carson went to Yale, so the DeVry Institute is a step up. Okay, so <laughs> I will face those crises when I come to them and shoot from the hip. And I, I don't have to worry about a band because there's not going to be a band. You're not having a fan? No! That's so old school, man. Unless you're going to your dad's second wedding, nobody hires a fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about musical guests? They bring their own bands. So, wait, then. So, Barbara Streisand comes on your show and gets the same minimum that all talk show guests receive, but she has to bring a 20-piece orchestra that she pays for out of her own pocket. You know, even if she does Yenful too, she ain't going on. Barbara <laughs> <laughs> My audience only knows who she is from Meet the Fockers. Oh, let me tell you a secret. She also sings. Yeah, let me tell you one. Her audience is asleep by 11.30. Maybe 9. Yeah, and... Oh, dear. <laughs> Woo. You know, somehow, we have managed to get off on the wrong foot. You're right. My bad. Mea culpa. Yeah. Let's start again, eh? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. <clears throat> Somehow our conversation just it kind of took a wrong turn and Yeah. Come on. Grab a seat. Okay. <laughs> I, I will uh, consider your writing staff before hiring my own. Thank you very much. No worries. I mean, they're batshit crazy, but they're funny as hell. Hey, the people I'm considering should be locked away. <laughs> you know why they get that way, don't you? Yeah. They want to be us. Can <laughs> 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 you know, I tell you something? When I started out, I too wanted to shake things up, change the format. I considered dumping the band. But you need them for musical guests, and musical guests are a big draw. And if you ever wind up sleeping with one of them, you'll thank God you had a band. Wow! <laughs> Whoa, who, who, who did you sleep with? I'm not naming names. There was more than one. Look at you. Hey, I had a good run. Wait, was it Barbara Streisand? No, it was not Barbara Streisand. <laughs> 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 no, for God's sake, mine were young and hot and had grannies and tattoos. Hey, hey, you don't have to impress me, okay? I'm sure you were quite the coxman. 
7 million Instagram followers. I have 7 million fans on Facebook. I have 5.2 million subscribers on my YouTube. And I get 6 million downloads of my podcast weekly. Wow. <laughs> so 40 million trolls who live in basements know who you are. This is a TV show. No, it's not. Not anymore. Okay, then what is it's it? It's clickbait. Huh? You don't know what clickbait is? No, I'm not in middle school. Clickbait <laughs> <laughs> is content designed to attract attention and get people to link to a show's web page. It's all about pushing people to the internet. That's where the new ad money is. That's where the future is. And the fact that you don't know what clickbait is, is all the more reason you need to retire. So the idea is you go on 350 affiliate stations all over the country and you whore yourself for an hour so that people can watch snippets on Pinterest. <laughs> Pinterest? <laughs> it's a photo sharing website, but yeah, yeah, that's the general idea. And in this industry, whore is a compliment. And the actual TV show? It's for everyone over 50, so who the hell cares? Then why do it? Why not do the show on the internet? You won't have to pay. Production deals, bro. Production deals. You don't have three houses because of your ratings. No, I'm assuming it's because you own shows. Sitcoms and syndications, reality shows, daytime talk shows, etc., etc., etc. You have no respect for this job. I mean, none. It's unbelievable. Do you have any idea what a coveted position this is? How many people would kill for this job? How few actually get it? Don't kid yourself. 
This is the brass ring of brass ring. You are so living in the past. I'm not going to be hosting a late night network show in 30 years because there's not going to be networks in 30 years. There's not going to be networks in 10 years, maybe less. I'm it. I'm the last. See, that's the difference between me and you. It was coveting when you got in because you could last 30 years, but that's not the end goal for me. This is just a step. And my big job, my, my really big job is going to be on some platform that hasn't even been invented yet. Yeah, but even if it's just for six months, you will be part of a proud legacy. You need to appreciate that. Old glories, man. Big whoop. Look at Johnny Carson. What about it? Johnny Carson had ginormous numbers every night. More viewers at midnight than today's number one show. Probably five times more. And I bet he thought his legend was going to go on forever. I know who Johnny Carson is because your producer told me who he was. But ask anyone else my age for as big as he was, this legend or this, this god, this icon. No one under 40 knows who the fuck he was. What are you implying? That's going to happen to me? You know it is. But that's everybody. So in 50 years when no one knows who I am, who gives a shit? You're not qualified to sit behind my desk. Oh, that's the other thing. I'm shit-canning this stupid desk. Yeah, I'm not getting my job. Oh, yeah, as if you had any say in that? Like to say you had in retiring? Fuck you, I did retire. You got fired. Hey, I'm gonna whip your ass. Oh, yeah, like you could. Hey, for 30 years I've been the king. You know how many little shits like you come up against me? How many? Huh? Little fucking hot shots on me. everyone. Oh, yeah? That's why the network is letting you orchestrate this little charade as if it was your decision in deference to the mighty king, huh? But Colbert and Kimmel get millions of clicks every day, and you don't even have a dedicated web page. <laughs> but don't blame the networks, dude. That's not the real reason you're getting fired. Oh, yeah, really? What is it? You're no longer funny. Are you fucking serious? You lost it, dude. Jesus, 30 years of some nine-year-old You're out of touch, man. You're the establishment now. Get off my lawn. The people that think you're funny are the people that no longer matter. I'm calling you an Uber. <laughs> but it happens to everyone, man. It'll happen to me. Winter home in Canada? It happened already. Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, he'll be here in three minutes. You can use technology. I am impressed. I will not rest until I bury you. <laughs> Do shit. Try me. Oh, yeah? What are you going to do, huh? Tell the world? Expose me as this evil millennial to push the great Teddy Holt out the door? Go for it, man. It's just going to sound like sour grapes. It's just another old sad TV war horse that can't get off the air. Dick Click or whoever he was. <laughs> no. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to have me on your show Friday night. You're going to pass the torch. We'll hug it out. I'll get all choked up. It'll be one big love fest. And then after you give your last... Memorable final sign off. You're gonna get the fuck out of my studio. You're gonna go tell your porch story on Colbert or whoever because you're never gonna be on my fucking show. <laughs> probably your agent. How do you know? Answer it. <laughs> hey Adam, what's up? <laughs> you shouldn't. Seriously? Just like that? Okay, yeah. Okay, well, isn't there anything we can do? Fuck! Yeah. Easy.
easy. Don't give yourself a stroke. You motherfucker! <laughs> what did you do? I didn't order you an Uber. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to order an Uber. <laughs> I imagine that was your agent or your manager telling you that you were no longer getting my job. <laughs> motherfucker, what did you do? You were right about one thing, Sparky, the production deals. Yeah. The network was able to gently show me the door, but my company owns the show. <laughs> Remington Productions, that's me. <laughs> my mother's maiden name. But you probably overlooked that. Maybe while he was shooting from the hip. <laughs> As part of my exit package, I get final say on my replacements. And it sure as hell ain't going to be you, you miserable little prick. <laughs> oh, I'm coming for you. Oh, I'm so coming for you. Really? With what? Tweets? You <laughs> <laughs> me on Twitter? Oh, I'm trending. You see, the thing about being a social media star is you have a window of about three minutes. Tomorrow morning, there'll be another dozen new YouTube sensations. They'll be getting all the offers. Your fan base, they'll go elsewhere. They don't call them followers for nothing. Um, this was your one shot, pal, and you blew it. Now get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> Goddamn son of a bitch. Yeah, well, if you take a shot at the king, you better kill him. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just found my sign off. <laughs> <laughs> Signing off. And again, that was Nick Hewlett playing Teddy Holt and Clayton Ferris as Josh Barnes. And I also should mention that it was directed by Tony Pasqualini. And that will do it for this week. Meanwhile, I have a couple of full-length plays that are playing this month. If you are in Elmhurst, Illinois, go to the Green Man Theater Group to see the world premiere of Love and Tear Gas. And if you are in Inglewood, New Jersey, you can see the premiere of Guilty Pleasures at the Black Box Theater. So that's what's going on for me. We'll see you again next week. But first, I want to thank, as always, Adam and Susie Meister-Butler, Howard Hoffman, John Wolfert, and Bruce and Jason Miller. You can email me at hollywoodlevine at outlook.com. Again, that's hollywoodlevine at outlook.com. I am on Instagram, Hollywood, and Levine. We will talk to you again next week. Hollywood and the Vine.